0: Good afternoon, America. Today is September the 17th, 2014. This year is flying by. If you blink, it's going to be gone. With that stated, do you really have time? Do you have one more moment to waste having anyone or anything disrupt your life? If you're sane, the answer to that question probably sounds something like this. Heck no, or better yet, hell no. So truth be told, none of us have time to be stuck on stupid, doing things that, for lack of a better choice of words, we're doing them out of desperation. We're doing the things that we're doing not because it makes sense, not because we want to do it. We're doing it because it's a habit. It's gotten to be something that is just part of our psyche. It's part of our behavior. My question to you is really simple. How can you have a future if you're inundated with the past? I'm going to repeat that. How can you have a reasonable future if you're inundated with the past? You can't. You simply cannot. There are so many reasons that we, we get so close. As a matter of fact, many of you are there. Um, Right now, you are doing exactly what you need to do, but you're doing it the wrong way with the wrong people. You have this situation that's almost haunting you. And what I mean by that is this. There are times when we get ourselves in a mess, and for lack of a better term, a hot ghetto mess, that we really need to get ourselves out, out of. When we find ourselves there, why are we there? What is it that has sanctioned us to this needless living hell that we could easily escape, but the one thing that is wrong is our thinking, our thought process. We have bought into this lie that we need someone to survive. We need someone to, in order to take that next step, without their investment, without their help, without their expertise, things just will not be the same. I want you to think about this for a minute. Have you ever stopped to think that you are being crippled by something that you feel is fortifying you? Are you being delayed because you are denying yourself the opportunity to operate fully in your gifts because you figure without this particular person, I just cannot do what I have to do? I won't be able to perform without that person playing in our group. My beauty salon will not work if so-and-so isn't in there doing hair with me. I just simply can't make it without my husband or without my wife. Well, hey, time out. Let me tell you something. They are going to leave you sooner or later. They're either going to leave you because you outgrow each other, and hopefully if you have enough sense to spot that, you will get out of this thing before it caves in on you, or they're going to leave you because they stopped breathing or you stop breathing. In other words, there is nothing in your life that is permanent except an appointment with death. That is it. Other than that, everything else is there for a season, is there for a reason, and is there for a lesson. Moreover, this is really going to get some of you guys, you're going to have to take a deep breath on this. Did you realize that some of you are in a toxic relationship with yourself? That's right. You. You are your own worst enemy. Others, we're just in a toxic relationship because we fear being alone. We cannot handle being by ourselves. For whatever reason, whatever shape and purpose, we feel that if we don't have so-and-so around, uh, it's just not going to work. Well, let me give you the truth. There is nothing that God gave you, not anything that God gave you. Now, it may be something that you gave you, but nothing that God gave you requires anything from another person other than for them to be a witness to it. I'm going to repeat that again. Nothing uh, that God gave you requires anyone else to be perfect other than you. We found ourselves so many times, and I'll raise my hand and, and get to, I'll be the first one in the line to admit this one. I've done some of the dumbest stuff in my life and blamed that on I was led to do it. (laughs) When the truth is, now that I actually spend time meditating, i.e. listening to God more than talking to him and asking him to do what I want him to do, but do for me to be in step and in tune with God's perfect will for my life. um, The more that I've come To get to know the voice of God, the more that I'm learning, it sounds absolutely nothing like my voice. As a matter of fact, (laughs) thank God for that one. Um, His voice is very, very distinctive. His voice does not require an explanation later, like, why in the hell did I just do that? Why did this person betray me? Why am I feeling, uh, put it some, other, some kind of way? Why is it I'm depressed right about now? See, the things that when, when you spend a little bit of time having the Holy Spirit really guide you, when you spend a little bit of time listening to what God is showing you, and I'm, I'm not getting religious. You guys know me. I am not Bible boy Billy by a long shot. Do I love the Lord? Yes, I love God. Do I pray? Yes, I pray. Am I a man of faith? Sure, I'm a man of faith. Also, I have common sense, which I've recently started using, and I'm going to tell you, dear one, you should join me. It is liberating. Sometimes if we just take the time to buy into the fact that we are complete within ourselves, we will stop making such a fool of ourselves, chasing people that really don't support us anyway, wanting to belong and be part of a group that doesn't like or want us there anyway, and this includes sometimes even your own family. Do you realize some of you right now are being sabotaged by your mother and father and their dead, or you're being sabotaged by your children, or you're being sabotaged by your so-called friends and your, uh, your family, meaning those folks that go to your church, your alleged prayer partners. These people are not laughing with you. They're laughing at you. And if they really have your interest at heart, they would do for without little inspiration, without having to be prodded and pulled and begged, they would just do it because they want to see you succeed. So that leads me to my next point. Did you realize that you actually don't need their help? I'll be the first to tell you. I have gone through things in my life, come to places where I figured, Lord, if I I just do this, this will fix it. Now, I don't know about you. I have never had a payday loan, but I've done something equally as stupid. They have this thing called Get Cabbage. Uh, for entrepreneurs, where like if you have an active PayPal account or whatever, Cube, whatever it is you use, these people track your sales. So they come to you and say, "Look, we will loan you some money, some capital." They, I love the way they said, "Capital." You know, like you ain't got to pay this back. Or these people with these title loans for your car, and you go take the bait, thinking that I'm gonna fix what's going on in my life right now because I just figured it out. Now I want you to hear the key. Uh, culprit in this is I, self, yeah, you, has figured this out. Did you know that everything that you thought was an emergency really is not an emergency? If it is truly an emergency, it's nothing you can do about it anyway but trust God. But most of this stuff... We make it an emergency because we set dates in our heads to do things. We stop and think, you know what, If I'm going to open this store, and I'm going to open it on the first. Well, maybe you're not ready to be open on the first. Have you thought about that? Thought about, well, we're getting married next month. Okay, what is the rush? Have you thought about that? I, I was I got a friend, Sean Harris. He's a heck of a comedian. He's the uh, nephew of the late uh, Robin Harris, you know, the baby kids guy. And Sean took me He said he was uh, at the barbershop, and a dude was trying to borrow money to give this girl an engagement ring. And I said, what? I said, are you kidding me? He said, dude, the man was trying to borrow 10000 for me to buy his girl a ring. And I'm going, if you need to borrow a ring to get engaged to this woman, that's the wrong woman. If you need to borrow the money. Because real love is not about the ring. It's about the awareness. It's about the commitment. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. We're going to approach this thing about pruning people out of your life. That's right. Let the dough knob hit them where the dog should have bit them, because everybody is not meant to be part of where God is taking you. Quit trying to drag these sorry, lambs-daisical folk with you where you're headed. They can't go. It doesn't work like that. As a matter of fact, lots of you, yes, I'm talking to you, are sitting here right now wondering, why am I not moving further, faster? And the reason that you're not moving any further, any faster, is because you have people uh, that, con- that are connected to you, and you feel like you can't go without them. They're going to make you late. If even late, they may cause you to miss your own future. Hear me, people. Uh, you know, I got a wonderful business partner in Atlanta, Um he and I are like brothers from another mother. If you've ever seen the, uh, any Tyler Perry movie, his uh, the mother, uh, Mud Deer, is based on his mother. And he and I were talking this very morning, I kid you not, and we both said this thing almost at the same time. If someone is not meant to be with us, the hell with them. They're, it's their loss. We don't need – there is nothing someone else has. That you need in order to do what God has blessed you to do, I'm here to tell you if they won't invest in your business, don't be upset, fool, be grateful, be thankful that these people are telling you no, because down the road they're broke behinds, don't have the money you think they've got anyway, and then on top of that, they're going to be a pain in your butt asking you, okay, how's it going? What's going on? When am I going to see some profit?" Look, this ain't the dope game, fool. Real business takes time to develop. It takes weeks, months, sometimes years to develop a healthy, solid brand. So do you really want money from some wannabe, pretending to have a person that you put your faith in? Just think about it like this. Right now, if you're sitting down, even in a car or in a chair at behind your desk, you plopped your behind down, not knowing whether that seat was going to hold you or not. You sat in that chair, all 350 pounds of you, and you ain't but 5'2". You barely got your legs touching the floor, wondering, without wondering, I'm sorry, what the chair holds you. But you got more faith in a freaking chair than you do, God. Are you kidding me? I mean, seriously. You got into that car. That car that you take for granted, that when you first got it, you were so happy, but now you take it for granted, and you just knew when you put the key in, it would start. You didn't have enough gas. Your gas light was on when you got in the car this morning, but you made it to work. You had enough faith to say, well, I know this car. Well, if you can put your faith in a car with no gas and a chair that your big behind is too big to sit in, you you stand up and the chair stands up with you. All of this stuff, but you don't have enough faith, first, and the fact that God gave you exactly what you needed, second, whatever, if you don't have it now, does not mean you won't have it later, third, delayed does not mean denied, so the first thing, we're going to be talking, and I've got someone uh, calling that's going to be joining the program in just a second, her name is Dr. Conte Terrell. And one reason why, you know, typically when I do these shows, uh, last year my producers and I came to a conclusion. They said, uh, Doc, people really love a celebrity guest. I get it. Okay, cool. But they want to hear you. And I And I had everyone on my show from Paul Wall to you name it on my show. I love you, Paul, if you're listening, man. This doesn't have anything to do with you. I had the winners of Sunday Best on my show. I've had, you name it, I've had them on the show. Michael Bazen I mean, you name it. But at the end of the day, something that my producer taught me last year, they said, Dr. Young, and this is in a meeting with, you know how you have all of these think tanks and, you know, whatever. So just sitting down and they're, they're saying, you know, people are listening to you because of the information you have. If they want to watch celebrity guests, they'll watch Ellen. And for the life of me, you know, when I first heard that, I'm thinking, okay, if I don't have celebrity guests all the time, which I'm not going to stop having them, but it's really funny. Now they're calling me asking me can they be on my show i'm talking about you know celebrities that you're watching on films you're listening to their music and what have you they're calling me and and it's so funny because they want to comment on the very things that god's told me to talk to you about so anyway let's do this i've got a guest that's going to be with us for about 15 minutes or so uh and her name is dr conti terrell let me tell you she's written a book And this book is going to just talk about one – I'm going to talk about three aspects of these people and circumstances you need to prune. Now, i told you, you need to prune yourself back a little bit, you know, and pruning hurts, really hurts. But this – I'm getting ready to bring her on now, and we're going to talk about breaking these ties with people because there's some people in your life that if you think the reason why God is holding you up has nothing to do with money, it doesn't have anything to do with money. It has a lot more to do with monkey, like that monkey, that person you're monkeying around with that does not need to be part of your mix. So we're going to bring her on right now. Dr. Conte Terrell, welcome to the program. How are you doing?
1: I am great. Thank you for having me, Dr. Young.
0: Yeah, uh, first I want to uh, let people know that this this woman is probably one of the most together people that I've ever met. We I did an event with her. She was so gracious, her and her sister, to have an event. Um, it was last year. I know it was cold as hell outside. That's all I remember. But it was really a <laughs> warm event, uh, talking about relatedness and love and relationships. But today, uh, Dr. Terrell, I want to ask you two questions. Why are we connected to folks that was hanging on to folks that we need to get rid of?
1: Well, there are many reasons, and uh, but one of the things I definitely want to help your listeners to understand, the longer you hang on to that person, the less of a person you become if that person is toxic. I always say, leave immediately when you start seeing those signs, because delay Dr. Young causes decay. You uh-huh. begin to decay in many ways. Your health, your physical health, your, your emotional health, your spiritual health is, is drained. Your financial wellness is, is drained. When you're in a situation that has uh, so much toxicity in it, you begin to decay. So I always say, you know, as soon as you find out, you know, it, it, there are many reasons why, but the moment you spot it, you need to decide. I've got to move away from this situation because it the the, the delay of it does cause decay.
0: Let me ask a question. It, that that mm-hmm. that I've got to ask you a question. That mm-hmm. is always easy to spot when you got somebody punching you in the head, calling you out your name. Uh, when you look in your jewelry box and all of a sudden your bracelet or your ring uh, grew wings and flew away in the middle of the night or whatever, <laughs> but. How can you tell you're in a toxic situation when it feels good?
1: Yeah. You know, a lot of times uh, most people look at situations, as you say, we've got the, the main signs of. Uh, is he a drug, you know, use or alcohol use, usually that associated with toxicity. Is, is does he have a violent temper? Did he grow up in an abusive household? Is he very jealous or is he very controlling? Those are some of the things that you're right you're right. We're able to spot very quickly. But there are some other sides, what I what I call the Mr Wrong And and and, and, and you can have you can be having a good time and uh perhaps this person uh, takes care of everything, but he's arrogant. You know, uh, he's he's the one that is knows everything, and and he's too important, and forget about your needs and your cares. or Mister Too Cute, as I call him, you know, A.K.A. God's gift to women. You know, he spends more time in the mirror than you do. <laughs> you know, don't have that uh, passion of love to to express for you because he's too self-absorbed. And 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 when I say. Uh, Mr. Wrong or Mr. You know, please don't uh, don't miscrew these for that. It can't be a woman. It, this this toxic relationships go both ways. So you could be a Mr. Right with a Mrs. Wrong as well. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and then you have these people out here that are, uh, as I call it, Mr. Leader savior. You know, I, I posted on uh, my page for women to. Stop wanting something different but continuing to go after the same thing. And and you want a grown man, you want someone that is going to be able to help be a priest and provider, then stop dating men who stay at home with mama, live with the brother or the cousin, you know, uh, don't have a job, don't have a car. If you are someone that can provide for yourself then you perhaps can provide for someone else but you definitely can't provide for anyone else if you can't provide for yourself
0: got a question for you dr Compton. How can mm-hmm. I just call you two different names? So I'm not schizophrenic. I called you both these names and so does everybody <laughs> that's why else. That's
1: you do. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah,
0: y'all pray for me. And you know. um, the truth <laughs> is there is so much that we do that we like to externalize and, and we like mm-hmm. to blame on other people. And I'm going to mm-hmm. hit this later in the show, but while I have your mind present, I'd like to um, just uh, to look at it from uh, from the other side of the room. How can we be toxic to ourselves and it's not somebody else's fault it's not that we got Mr. Mrs. Wrong, Mrs. Mr. Right, whatever. It, it doesn't, not even another person. How are ways that we're just toxic to ourselves? Give me some examples of that because somebody
1: Absolutely. needs to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, if, and, if, and effective ways to beat those things is, first of all, you have to forgive yourself. We become toxic with ourselves when we hold on to things that have happened. And, and we have not forgiven ourselves for it, we hold on to guilt, we hold on to shame, we uh, hold on to blame, those things cause us to be toxic to ourselves. You cannot move forward and be healthy in a, in a relationship friendship wise, uh coworker, none of that when you're having all of these uh toxicities going on within yourself, making excuses for your situations as opposed to actually going out and and making the change. As I always say, if you want something to change, you've got to change something. So, these are ways that we can be toxic to ourselves, not tapping into the power that we have, uh not allowing ourselves to to uh Feel the emotion when we have emotions instead of stuffing them, you know. Uh, go ahead. It's okay to be angry, but it's not okay to allow the anger to take over your your mind and your emotions. So there are many ways, and those are a few, that we can be toxic to ourselves. Mm-hmm.
0: One thing that I noticed is um, there are times when we are achieving a lot but we don't feel like mm-hmm. it. I know uh, this mm-hmm. is something that I experience on a frequent basis because yes. I'm constantly measuring against gold so because yes. I'm measuring against gold I typically will fail to see what I'm doing right and that mm-hmm. is a form of uh, necrosis for one term or another one of self deprecation or whatever but there are times that we just Feel that I'm. Sem- I have a friend, Deborah Atkins. She's a wonderful playwright, and she's written a series of plays. And it's based on this one theme: still not good enough. And we feel mm. like that I'm just not good enough. And mm-hmm. what happens is we can spot it when other people mock us. We can spot it when other people uh, take us for granted, or when other people uh, condemn us or judge us. But what are the signs that we're condemning and judging ourselves, causing our our self-esteem, for lack of a better choice of words, to take a nosedive? What are things that are signs that, you know what, now I'm acting as if I'm not good enough on other people's behalf?
1: Exactly. When we make bad choices, uh, like you said, when we uh, – are in denial when we can't see the things that we actually are accomplishing. And, and you know, I am, we're all, we all are, you know, victims of that to one extreme or the other. And and one of the things that I, you know, always say, and I've, I've recommended to other fellow colleagues such as yourself and people who are really movers and shakers, and, and sometimes we don't see it, I always recommend that you do a success. Book for yourself uh you know there's always a uh, or in, in my house, I have what I call the hall of, of of Fame or the Walk of Fame, and it's just things that and you 're up on there too <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. things that i 've done pictures of places i 've gone, people that i 've uh, had the privilege and the opportunity to be uh in touch with because we have to remind ourselves because let me tell you when someone comes in my office, I ask them um. You know, tell me the tell me your strengths and tell me your weaknesses. And I usually ask for three apiece, Dr. Young. And and it, hold on, they say, hold on, let me give you the, 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 the weaknesses. Because we can think of the weaknesses way quicker than we can think of the strengths. And then they'll give me about ten weaknesses and have a couple of, you know, strengths. So sometimes we have to remind ourselves because guess what? society tell us we're not good enough. We may be too big, or we may be too skinny, or we may uh, be too dark, or we maybe uh, don't have the correct education or the degree that society says. Then you have people. Uh, Jesus had a hard time making it in his own home. So you've got the people that are right around you when you're doing exceptionally well that won't even compliment you or give you uh, you know the assurance that you sometimes need to hear from your loved ones. So we have to be able to move Past that, of course, walk in our own destiny. Continue to tell ourselves, give ourselves that self-talk, and do that walk, uh, uh, that Wall of Fame or Hall of Fame or your book—just the book of your successes. And sometimes, as, as, as the as the psalmist say, sometimes you have to encourage yourself.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go here with this. You know, failure, disappointment—we've all seen it before. So many times, we mm-hmm. start out with the best intentions for change, only end up right back where we started. And I always tell people, uh, real change takes dedication. But there's something else that's uh, preventing our happiness besides laziness or failure to commit. Most of the time, mm-hmm. these things are directly related to moods. And I'm where I'm going with this is this: your moods. What define the circumstances In other words if you ever want to see somebody That has screwed up royally By acting out Inappropriately it wasn't Because of the circumstances It was because of the mood they were in
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Associated with Those circumstances so Mm -hmm. What I try to get people to understand Is that um, when we think happy thoughts, we're happy. When we think sad, thoughts we mm-hmm. are sad. And what happens is this slippery slope of negative thoughts, if we're not careful, always ends up having us just do a playground slide straight back mm-hmm. into the pile of poop that we call yep. the very thing we wanted to avoid. And then our uh, emotions uh, serve as little units of memory that cause us to validate that, okay, now this is bad, so-and-so is bad,
1: Uh, Mm -hmm. every time I try Mm -hmm. this,
0: it's bad, and and we start attaching these things to previous failures, and all of a sudden, now where you just had a little bit of a smoke, you got a full, blaming, three Mm alarm fire Mm
2: -hmm. over here,
0: Mm -hmm. and you're calling this your problem. How can we put that fire out before it ever begins, Dr. Terrell? Yeah, those
1: those are bad obstacles and roadblocks that we put on ourselves, like you say. And, and so one of the things that I recommend that you do, it, whenever that happens, because it's always sometimes, uh, to me, uh, uh, we, can't, we can't blame Satan, everything, as an attack on Satan, but sometimes it really is. And so what I always recommend is that you remember and that you recognize. Because, you know, sometimes, and particularly in toxic relationships, you forget the person you really was. You don't recognize, as we said, the the strengths and the qualities that you have. So the first thing that I ask that you do is that you remember and that you recognize who you were sometime before. You hadn't just become who you are now. Uh, Everything that you are now is as a direct result of something that happened before. There were things in you before. Then I always say, remember God's goodness. You know, so when we get so bogged down on what we ain't and can't and won't have and can't do, and remember, it's not about you. Remember God's goodness to you, and, and focus on those things. Also, remember the love of others. When others love us, we have to understand and appreciate that they love the good in you, the bad in you, the, the you know, in an unconditional way. So remember that there's a love in you, and then always recognize, the, the, the deception of Satan. Recognize his specialties. He wants to. Uh, I, I call him uh, Dave, his, the devil's deeds, famous deeds. He wants you to debate. You know, he wants you to dialogue your goodness, and 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 he wants you to be on the defensive. He wants you to degrade yourself and and feel dejected and delusional. He wants you to be in denial. He wants you to divide. He likes divorce. He wants you to be disappointed, devastated, destructive. That's a, those are his 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 uh, you know his they, 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 his namesake, so I call it the you know that the, you can remember because they start with his namesake, the letter D. So we want to make sure that we remember our own goodness. We recognize, our, you know, our own goodness. We also remember the people that love us and remember God's goodness. And most of all, recognize the devil's specialties in those D's.
0: Now, one thing I want to ask, Dr. Terrell, I, uh, before we go to break, uh, first I want to thank you for being here, but I know that you've got a new book out uh, that can help people with this process. Can you tell us, where, the first, what's the name of the book? Second, where can we buy it?
1: Deliverance to a Fresh Spirit. And Deliverance to a Fresh Spirit is a 12-step guide for ending toxic relationships and overcoming their effects. You can find it anywhere books are sold. You also can find it on my website, www.freshspirit.org, or you can call the office and we'll give you a autographed copy mailed to you. And that number is
0: 713-588-4418. Hey, Dr. Conte Terrell, I really appreciate you being on the show today. Uh, America, the U.K., we will be right back after this. Thank you, Dr. Terrell. We'll be right back Thanks in for about three me. minutes. No problem. Thank you. <laughs>
2: Irrevocable disease Unachievable conversation, irreplaceable day. What can I do about what's gone? It's like holding on to the fall. It's impossible. Undeniable nature, uncontrollable pain, understandable emotion, unconditional fate. What can I do about what's lost? Light in the dark is impossible.
0: Well, that was my girl, next Fight, and living right now is the thing to do because if you don't want to live right now, you probably might be just one foot into uh, something that you can't easily get your foot out of. Now, here's what I, I just hit on this, and I want to thank Dr. Conchie Terrell for taking time out of her busy schedule, which is very, very busy, to join us this afternoon. <laughs> Please get her book. I know it's off the chain, and as you guys know, I don't endorse anybody but her I know that woman. I endorse her. She's good people. Now, feeding fuel to the fire is further research that explains how we decide whether something is positive or negative. That determination is caused by, you guessed it, your mood. Now, here's the problem. Once we are in a bad mood, our minds will choose future events more negatively than if we were in a good mood. Now, now, what do I mean by that? Simply this, if you're already tripping, I don't care how good a piece of cake is, it's not going to be good to you. If you're already in a bad mood and someone comes to you and says, look, I got an idea. This is what you should do. You are trapped holding on to the fact you threw away your money with your crazy brother or sister who never did their homework, who was on an ego trip trying to do something. now God is trying to open a door for you to make up for what you lost, but no. You are going to let your attorney, you're going to let some naysayer, some negative person join you in your damn pity party, and the very blessing that was meant to come your way, you just blew it because of your stinking thinking. I will be the first to tell you, when I slip into a bad mood, everything looks negative to me. People look negative. Circumstances look negative. Hell, I even look negative. How can you expect to grow thinking you're going to fail? you know i I've walked into situations in business, and i'm going to tell you a couple of them. I was in uh years ago I was in Atlanta, and I met this young lady, I think her name was Karen or something like that. And we were talking and see, you know, I had had all these negative experiences dealing with the music industry uh, when I owned some clubs and stuff in Dallas. I made a lot of money, but I couldn't enjoy the money because of the doggone people I was doing business with, right? So when I get to Atlanta, I'm doing like this NAACP commercial and some other things, and life was really good for me. And, I, and this lady, young lady says, well, I want you to meet my little play brother. So I go and meet the guy, and he picks Red Lobster, which is not my favorite place to eat. I love the cheddar biscuits. I'm ghetto as hell, all right. But anyway, they do have some good cheddar biscuits. The rest of the meal is kind of like McDonald's with a fork. But anyway, so I'm sitting in this Red Lobster with this guy, young dude. He has a goatee and has on a ring on each finger that looks like he went to the pawn shop and stole all the cheap rings. And we're sitting there talking, and I'm one, my mind is there, and my mind isn't there. Anyway, long story short, that young man's name was Dallas Austin. If you don't know who that is, he's responsible for the boys, for TLC. I mean, this guy has so many hit records, they look like wallpaper. But no, I'm sitting up in my apathetic state of mind, pissed off, not happy with my manager, Thinking about this stuff that had happened before, and I'm sitting in the middle of a gold mine, and look what happens. I blew it. I didn't, I mean, I no telling how that could have worked out for me. I'll give you another one. This is dating me and telling my age, but the heck with y'all, half of y'all old as me. I was sitting in my car. I was producing, again in Dallas, this thing called the K104 Summer Concert Series. And I had this white kid get in my car. No, I'm lying. Wrong, wrong. A guy named Omar that was representing this white kid get in my car, and he puts this this uh, back then they were tapes there wasn't no dang CDs and MP3s he puts this uh, this uh, cassette in my in my car, and I hear this music bump 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 bump, Ice Ice Baby, bump bum, bum, bum. and I'm like dude Omar really, is this what you were worrying the hell out me about? Anyway, as we all know, that ended up being Vanilla Ice, and that record was the number one rap-selling record of all time for over 20 years. Yep, I had him get out my car. See, there are times when God just says, okay, fool, go ahead. You've been praying for me to bless you, but you're so full of yourself. And you're in such a bad mood and you're so scared to let them little coins go that you got that the very thing that was meant to change your life, you blew it. You just basically cashed in your chips at the wrong freaking time. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I think I'm talking to you. There is an opportunity that is right before you right now. And you are about to blow it because you're holding on to the past rather than living in the present. Has it ever dawned on you that God let you fail, that he let you make your mistakes with these relationships during that season of your life so that when the real opportunity came, you could be in a position to not only benefit from it but to appreciate and respect the differences that are present. You are not the person you were five years ago. Hell, you're not even the person you were five days ago, not even five months ago. Why are you making present decisions off of your dysfunctional past? And some of your past, mind you, was not dysfunctional. It was God's way of letting you get prepared so you could handle being successful if that doesn't preach to anybody else, I'll just buy the tape myself, as some people would say. Anyway, here's some positive changes you can make. But let me let me hit this one out, too, because some of you are stuck in soul ties. That's right. You don't let your draws get on the floor next to somebody else's draws. You got your butt in the bed or you were doing something strange for some change in the car or whatever. But let me tell you something. All of us have done it. I know I used to be, I'm an ex-ho. I'll claim it all day long. That's what I was. Uh, At least I'm not a part-time one or a current one no more, but I I am definitely an ex-one. And I had to realize something. Every time I was getting super glued to somebody, and you ladies understand this, so do you men, someone whose voice you always hear in your head, someone that you think about way too doggone much on a regular basis. You wake up at night thinking about them in the morning, and they call, and you here you go again, your drawers right back on the floor. You don't even have on those drawers by the time they get to your house. Well, don't be surprised when you can't be happy Because you're holding on to something that is never going to work. I promise you it ain't going to work. If it was going to work, hell, you guys would have been together. It didn't work then. It ain't going to work now. And I know you're going, Dr. Young, you just got through telling us that if the past was meant to teach you a lesson, how come it won't work now, fool? Because it's the past. That's why it won't work now. Don't ask me that no more. Okay? Never mind. Anyway, back to this. There are things going on in your life today that you cannot bring yesterday's crap in it. You know, our brains produce this substance called dopamine. That's the same chemical that comes when you're feeding your gambling addiction, your chocolate cravings, or your whatever it is that you get high off of, crack people, church, whatever, because we all get high off different stuff. And I did say church. Some of you all are going to church just for the high. You not doesn't have anything to do with coming into oneness with God. You're just going for the fix. But anyway, bottom line is this. Dopamine will bind us to people just like it binds us to things. That includes former boyfriends, girlfriends, drugs, styles, and habits. And if you are like me and you love sensation, i.e. being sensual, being touched, having somebody kissing on you, licking on you, doing whatever it is you like, I'm going to tell you something. Grow up. Stop it. You can't keep being a freak in heat. And sometimes it's not always sex you're a freak for and you're in heat for. Some of you are in heat for attention. Uh, you know I was talking to so I don't know who it was, but somebody told me that Kim uh, uh, Zoziak, you remember that, the, the real cute little white chick on uh, Housewives of Atlanta somebody talked her crazy behind in the flying all the way to L.A. just so TMZ could catch her coming out the airport and ask her a question. This half was spent a1,000 dollars, and that she ain't going to get back just so somebody could talk about her. Oh, for five minutes of a, on a program that, yeah, I ain't going to lie to you. I watch TMZ every night. But the average person doesn't care about that. So you just spend a grand for what? If you took the same time and the same money and put it into the gift that God gave you, do you realize you get so much further faster? And those of you that are sitting up with a little extra change in your pocket, you're not gonna, you can't take it with you. So the blessing that you keep going, oh Lord, bless me and I gave to the church. God God does not need your money. I'm not telling you to stop paying your tithes, but do something constructive. Go buy some backpacks for some school kids. Invest in somebody that you see busting their butt. They don't have to be successful yet. That's why God had them meet you so you could be part of it. In other words, there was this story about this woman in the Bible, and you know I want you to check this out, man. This is the Bible is a trip, and the Quran and each Ching has it, it's so much good stuff in there that if you just would read it and listen to it, it would probably save you a lot. But oh, and the teachings of Lao Tzu, something else you need to get. But check this out. This woman had decided she was gonna make a, a little pan of bread, feed it to her son and herself, and die. <laughs> That's about how we are, you know. That sounds throwed but hell, ain't that what we do? We just have to get in our pity party to the point where nobody loves me. And Tyrone love and she she took and she ran off with. Come on, get over it. Be glad God got that fool out your life. Furthermore, like that woman, God sent a man to help her, but. Her her deal was, I want you to add a room to the house. Now, imagine this. You're already so broke, you can't eat. Somebody tells you to start remodeling your crib. And when the guy gets there, he says, yeah, and take what you got left and make me something to eat with it. And this woman, you know she had to be like, are you freaking kidding me? But that's how God works. I'm telling you all day long, that's how God works. When you get to where you don't have nothing left, God tells you give that to somebody. I mean, think about it. How would you feel if you walked into McDonald's and a bunch of people outside was hungry and somebody went and took the little white boy's Happy Meal and started feeding everybody off his fish sandwich and his French fries? Well, isn't that what Jesus did? He went and took the little boy's two-piece. Dark or whatever he had and fed all these people. But if you're not willing to go and do something you would not normally do and work with someone you wouldn't normally even associate with or work with, but get in and throw in not only your money, but throw in your time and throw in your talents and throw in your connections and throw in your resources, hey, maybe that's what God, that's why nothing else you have done is work. Because you are doing things your way and not the way God wants you to do them. In other words, his thoughts are not your thoughts. His ways are not your ways. Stop trying to make it be like that. Like my girl says on the commercial, y'all already know what I'm going to say. That's not how any of this works. That's just not how this works. And it isn't. I have tried everything, you name it, I've tried it from burning candles and praying to writing business plans and trying to get connected with certain people, thinking, well, if I just work with so-and-so. Let me tell you something. When I wasn't trying to meet the right people, that's when I met them. When I wasn't trying to uh, and I'm not going to say don't tell people who you are. And I had someone say, and you are telling people who you are. Well, hell, I'd rather be a has-been than a never-was boo. And the first thing my publicist said to me, you need to tell people who you are. How else will they know? Duh. And isn't it funny? The people that are always giving you advice haven't accomplished half of what you've accomplished. Anyway, that's a whole other page out of another book. But let's go back to this. The other thing, and I'm talking about this pruning stuff, quit thinking you are so, such a mess. You're not. Okay, some of you, yeah, you're a hot mess, child. You know you're a mess. But I'm talking to the rest of y'all. You already know that out of 365 days, you're going to make some mistakes. Quit beating yourself up for the four or five days you made a mistake. Now, I'm not going to lie. I made a mistake on one day that has given me a headache for the last 90 days. I did, and it was a mistake of someone saying, I want to help and work with you, and I was like a fool. I'm like, okay. that wasn't okay. Everybody is not your teammate. I had a friend of mine. We, we were at dinner once, and everywhere this, this this dear friend of mine would go, they would make this statement. They'd bump into people. Well, I'm going to get with you, and I'm going to call you, and I'm like, why do you do that? Everywhere you go, you're going to hook up with that person. You don't even know these people. Stop it,
1: stop it, stop it,
0: stop it. Take the time to hook up with yourself first. And when you have something to bring to the table, look for other people that have hooked up with themselves. And if if you got bacon, they got eggs, now y'all got breakfast. You feeling me? Stop trying to bring someone else to your feast. Some of that, that, you know, sometimes there's a different group of people, and the reason why they haven't shown up yet is it's not time for them to show up yet. You're still getting things together. You may think you have it together, but you don't. You don't. And some of you do have it together, but you've got this great talent, a wonderful ability to deploy it. You've got the environment, and you're sitting over there waiting on somebody to come to you. Go shake hands with some people. Put some business cards in your hand and go meet people and say, "Hey, I just got started. I'd love it if you give me a chance to be your hairstylist, to be your barber, to come to my restaurant. You know, I have an internet company, I have a marketing company. In other words, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, baby. The squeaky wheel. And if people won't support you, to hell with them. When you when you blow up, do like Mike Jones said." You know, back then you didn't want me. Now I'm hot, you all up on me. Move around. Deuces. I have so many people right now that if they just knew what God was putting on the uh, agenda for me, they would jump up and make me a bunch of promises only not to uh, keep them. So I'm just cutting out the middle man. I already know these people ain't going to have my back. So why even ask them? And so I'm saying this to you. Quit asking for help from people that don't believe in you. As a matter of fact, folks, let me be real honest. A stranger will treat you better than the people that have known you most of your life. I'm going to say it again. A stranger. I have people around me right now that I have known for 20 and 15 and 10 years and I've got people around me right now that I've known a few months that have stepped up gone to bat for me and done more for me than these people I've known all these years I had someone you know we're talking about this tour and you guys pray for this we're working on a tour with me and a couple of well-known singers and some stuff right now because we're we're gonna do this life love and relationships tour. It's gonna be a for ladies only type event. Um and the two men, one ladies, you guys call him my chocolate, another one's Mr. Carmel type thing. So we're gonna have this thing, letting you inside the mind of men and how men really think and feel about life love and relationships so you can stop getting these sorry dudes and get the right man in your life, right? So anyway, what I'm saying, I'm saying all that to say this, I've had people that when I said I was going to write another book, oh, uh, yeah, that, uh-huh, right, yeah, that Negro writing a book, okay, well, look, it so like hell, didn't it? You're listening to me on the air, so what does that tell you? I'm obviously successful. The other thing, I had people when I said, well, I'm doing a radio show, and I was on uh, PBS and... You know, I left PBS and that station is called me back, wanting me to come back. I am not gonna do that. But the deal I love I love the programming director, but the rest of the management, nah. So the thing that happened is I said I'd do my own show. I have one of the top shows on Blog Talk Radio. Now I'm not bragging. I'm telling you that to tell you that if God could do it for me, He will do it for you. I know better than you. Matter of fact, I'm probably more jacked up than you. But God is using me, and if he'll use me, I know he'll use you. As, and, and let's do this, just right in this very moment. I want you to stop and make a promise to yourself. Put your hand over your heart and just say, I am sorry for breaking you. Just that simple. Just apologize to yourself. And from today forward, you stop doubting yourself. You have, you know, the problem with gifts and talents and abilities is that when you use them all the time, you, you take them for granted. You know, it would be like somebody walking up to LeBron or one of these pro athletes that you like, one of these football players, baseball players, whatever your thing is, and you tell them, nice layup. <laughs> you know, I love the way you hit the ball. They look at you like you're crazy. You know why? Because they do it all the time. And that's what you're doing to yourself. You're doing all of these wonderful things all the time. And you take it for granted. You're a good hairstylist. You take for granted you didn't burn nobody's ears. But it's somebody else going, ouch, right now because somebody couldn't do what you do. You know what I'm saying? There's some of you that just you take for granted how, that you can fix five different things for five different people at the same time. And get it all right without making a mistake Some of you You work at the post office You deliver mail every day And you sort it out And you put the right mail in the right box And you have over how many hundred mailboxes on your route And you do this every day With your eyes shut See, you have gifts You just take them for granted Stop it, stop it, stop it You are special You are awesome You are so capable of doing anything you set your mind to that you forgot it, and all you see is what's uh, what's being delayed. Baby, let me tell you something. Delayed does not mean you're being denied. It means you're being positioned. I'm going to tell you, you're listening to a guy that every month I have so many bills. I'm talking about I have thousands of dollars in bills that hit me every month. And every month, some kind of way, I pay them. I don't, you know, and I don't, I don't even see a way sometimes. But I will tell you this much. God blesses whatever he blesses. If he gave you the vision, he'll supply the provision. That's not just a cliche, people. I am living proof of it. I am living proof of it. There's so many things. I'm going to tell you this and, and before we get out of here. Oh, right quick. While you're on if you're listening via blog talk radio, hit i don't know what the name of the button is. I don't know if it's follow subscribe or whatever, <laughs> but make sure you hit that button that way you don't have to be reminded when this show comes on. it'll just send you an automatic reminder that the show is on and you can check it out um or make sure you subscribe and follow me on facebook and and if you get an if you get an invitation from my marketing team from Facebook to tune in the show. Always hit accept. Even if you're going to listen to it uh, in the archive, hit that because they track those statistics and we track those statistics too. So I want to know you're listening and what have you. Now, back to this last thing before we get out of here. I want you to have more faith in you and have more faith in God. You are awesome. You are wonderful. And the things that God is doing in you, nobody can break that. Hey, uh, I'm telling my producer, we're going to run about three minutes over. Okay, cool. Um, But I want you to know that as we keep pushing forward every day, I want you to get up and write out how your day is going to go. Play like your tablet or your computer screen is a magical device that whatever you write down, that's what's going to happen. And I want you to get in the habit of doing that. I also want you to get in the habit of helping other people because it's more to it than just you. All right? Now, the live stream is going off, but you can still hear me, so I'm going to say this to you, and I want you to pay attention to what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to say a little prayer, and this prayer is it's non-denominational, so you don't have to be tripping if you uh, think whatever, you're, uh, whatever you call God is cool because he's just God, right, and he loves you. So I'm going to say this prayer right quick, and I'm going to pray for you, but while I'm praying for you, would you please pray for me? i've got I'm gonna tell you what I want you to pray for because sometimes when people tell you to pray for stuff, they just make up junk. I'm gonna tell you specifically I've got a show that we're looking at uh a national television show, so I need you to pray that the production team we've already got that. But pray that the networks give us what we need and the investors give us what we need so we can put out a program that is going to bless millions of people around the world. So please pray for that and pray for my publicist, Pam Penlock. She's bearing her mom this week. I love you, Pam, if you're listening. Uh, but this woman is just phenomenal. So please pray for her and her mom, uh, the, her late mother. Yeah, her services, I believe, are Friday. So make sure you guys do that. Uh, but I'm going to do this right now. So if you don't mind, wherever you are, uh, if you're at work, just don't don't start snoring because then they will believe that you're asleep. But just you can leave your eyes open. You don't have to sit there. God will hear you praying with your eyes open to close. But if you can, just for a second, let's, uh, let's pray for each other. Father in heaven, I know that you said there'd be no gifts without repentance. So I come before you first repenting individually for myself, and we repent collectively as a body as we turn to you. It says that um, anything that we ask, we would receive, especially if we ask it in your heavenly name. So we do ask it in your name. We ask that you give us first wisdom, because without wisdom, people perish. People perish for a lack of knowledge is what your word says. Your word says in all you're getting, get a good understanding. Your word also says you who began a good and perfect work in us would see that work through until its very end, until it's perfected. Your word also said that you wish that we would, of all things, be in good health and prosper even as our souls prosper. So bring us prosperity so that we can make a difference in the lives of other people. Help us to pray prayers that make sense. You said the prayers, not of the perfect, but of the righteous, meaning those that are praying for the right reasons, would avail very much. Our reasons are we just want to take care of our families. We want to use our talents. We want to take care of our children and our friends. And we want to make a difference in this world. And for the person that's listening that's sitting right there in that office, in their car, just kind of like standing still someplace inside or outside right now, God. Touch them, their needs. Help them to see you as only you could show yourself to them. And help them to see themselves as you see them. Make their enemies their footstools and their stepping stones. It is written, what you have blessed cannot be cursed. And if you be for us, what can be against us? And, Father, more than anything else, give us a clear sane mind because some of us are crazy. So help get rid of some of that for us. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. All right. Anyway, I want you guys to know something. You don't need a bottle of anointing oil or a bottle of whiskey or a Sister Callow and Brother Watermelon to pray for you. Another thing is if you would think and pray more for other people. The things that you're needing for yourself would come to you a whole lot faster and a lot sooner. So let's get in the habit of doing that because we are in a wonderful place today, a place that other people will seldom see or go. And the fact that you're still on, because this isn't part of the archive, this is, so if you're still listening to this, that's proof that God wanted you to be present because those that play this archive back, all of that recording is done. So this is just between me and you right now. I want you to know that if you are listening to this show, in the next 24 hours, God said for some 72, but in the next 24 hours, there will be unconventional signs that you, what you're doing is right. You've been praying and asking the Holy Spirit to give you a sign. And he's telling me to tell you right now that's why you've been having these crazy dreams and that's why you've been waking up at 3 and 4 in the morning and you're supposed to wake up and pray and meditate and get in the habit of writing out how you want to see your day go, it's okay to let some of these people go. Where God is taking you, you cannot take everyone with you. So rest assured, whatever you need, you have. And whatever you have, that's all you need to use to get where God is taking you. For as the rest of it, he will send you the help you need. Anyway, make sure you hit the subscribe button on Blog Talk so you can be reminded about this. Hit the like button on Facebook, the follow button on Facebook. Sign up at the website. And by the way, I love you madly. Have an awesome day today. Bye now.